Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. And here we are in the offseason, new schedule for you here at buffalorumblings.com. As you'll see, kind of a shuffling things up, just as some guys taking some much-deserved time off after a, a certainly busy season for the Buffalo Bills. But we will have you covered seven days a week with new content each and every day because uh, we know Buffalo Bills fans are, are here for it. So we want to continue to deliver again each and every day with a different podcast for you. Now, on today's episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings, and I think you guys, if you followed along with me in the past, you know uh, I kind of enjoy the offseason, right? And, and I say that in relation to the podcast. Of course, I prefer that the Bills be playing right now, that we're talking about games, that we're watching games. But really, there's so much content out there that breaks down the games and what's taking place. And that is great. So many great content creators that are out there. For me, I like to talk about free agency and I like to talk about the draft, right? I like to take a look at those things and see how I can learn to kind of evaluate what this team is going to look like, how it's going to be put together, what Brandon Bean might be doing. And honestly, it's just a lot of fun, right? Last week, we had uh, Joe Marino from the Draft Network on, host of Locked On Bills. You know, that's always one of my favorite people to talk with in the offseason about what's happening. Uh, Bruce Nolan does a great job with all of that. I love to chat with Bruce because he's always got a different perspective than I do on some things. And he's got an eye on some guys that maybe I'm not paying attention to. So it's that learning time of year, at least for me. And I really enjoy that. And I hope that uh, if you're tuning into this podcast that you do, too. Now, another resource that I go to a lot during the offseason, and it's weird, it's just kind of fun. You might not enjoy this side of the the work with the numbers, and you've heard Greg Thompson from Cover One come on, and we've talked about it before, and I definitely need to get Greg back on the show to talk about free agency and the salary cap, but I love to go to SpotTrack.com. It's a great website that breaks down the contracts and has information on Every team across the NFL, really every team across pro sports. But for me, I utilize it for the NFL to look at the salary cap, to look at what guys' contracts have been, and to get an idea what can happen in free agency. And of course, right in last week's podcast, we uh, we talked about who are the Buffalo Bills that are going to be a free agent. And one guy that I I guess I kind of looked past, right? I was saying, well, the Bills aren't going to have any of those big name free agents or big contracts that are out there. And then Mike Janitti, who's the founder of Track, was on with Howard and Jeremy on the WGR morning show the other day and talking about free agency for the Buffalo Bills. And Mike is very tuned in with the Buffalo Bills. He's from Buffalo. He lives in Buffalo. This is a team that he's, you know, near and dear to his heart. 
and again, being in the market, he he's often in tune with everything that is that is happening. And a free agent that I was looking past of thinking would not get big money, and I hadn't really done a lot of research yet, is Levi Wallace. And, you know, while I was thinking, okay, Levi, maybe like, you know, coming off this $1.75 million contract, uh, number two cornerback in the league, maybe he's going to get something in the neighborhood of three years, 16, $17 million, or a four-year $23 million contract, right? Thinking somewhere in that five to $6 million average per, per season, you know, we all know the guaranteed money is really the more important part of this. Um, but then when Janetti was on with Howard and Jeremy, he was talking about Levi Wallace commanding somewhere in the neighborhood of $10 million per year with his contract. And I kind of stopped because then I'm thinking to myself, man, I have certainly taken this for granted a little bit, right? The undrafted free agent comes in, you get him on that, um, you know, that restricted tendered contract, whatever you want to call it for 1.75 or for like $575,000 in his second and third year, $1.75 million last year. And now you look at it and it's like, okay, again, he's got a new agent. He's going to hit free agency. I don't know why. I just had that five to $6 million number in my head. And then Janetti says around 10 million. And I'm in the car and I just stop and I'm thinking to myself, like, good gosh, he's right. <laughs> right? I mean, when you think about a starting cornerback, a guy that was serving as the Bills' number one cornerback for the last, you know, two months of the season, right? Think from when Tredavious White went down on Thanksgiving night through the remainder of the season, through the playoffs. And you can argue that, you know, you can say, well, he's not a number one. He's not a cover corner. You can't put him. That's fine, right? But this is a reliable starting cornerback that is delivered for a top defense in the NFL. Again, let's remove the recency bias from the loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, you can look at someone like Wallace and say, yeah, I mean, this guy is a uh, a starting cornerback, and this is what these guys are going to command. You know, when you look at, again, going to spot track, his market value, he's got him at an average annual salary of $9.6 million per year, three years, $28.8 million, right, for, for how it works out. That would be the 17th highest cornerback on the market, number 17. Now you look at that and you say, wait a second, is he a, a top 17 cornerback? But like, listen, you got guys on rookie contracts, different pieces, like similar to when you talk about quarterbacks, right? It's like, it's really just who signs that next contract in many scenarios. So the 17th highest salary. Now, listen, you can say, well, it's not going to be 9.6. Well, I mean, if it's 8.6, are you are you more comfortable with that? If it's, you know, in the low eights, is it? I don't think that's something that you thought he was going to cost. And with that being said, the Bills are going to have to do some gymnastics with their uh, with their roster and with their salary cap to really re-sign anyone. Or if there's any new free agents that they want to sign, of course, anything over like a vet minimum type of contract. You know, other contracts and players that they uh, kind of associate it with Ronald Darby, you know, a three-year deal for $30 million. 
course, a former Buffalo Bill, 27 years old when he signed that contract. Kyle Fuller on a one-year deal for 9.5. And then Michael Davis on a three-year contract for $25.2 million. His average around 8.4. So again, as I I go with this, you might say 9.6 is too high, but I don't think Janetti from his work is going to be that far off, right? I mean, even if it's an $8 million contract, is that something that you look at and say, yeah, thumbs up? You also have to take into account the other cornerbacks on the roster at this time, right? Teron Johnson, just earlier this season, signed the three-year $24 million contract. So, I mean, you know, that in itself is a is a big piece, right? So you've got a you know, average salary of $8 million for him, which you need to take into account. Of course, we can't forget Tredavious White's contract, right? What he had, what he signed um, right before last season, right? A four-year contract extension for $69 million. The Bills have a lot invested financially into the cornerback position. So when you look at it and you think, okay, between these two guys, between White and Johnson, you know, you've got about $25 million per year sunk just into those two players. That doesn't even take into account, you know, what you have invested in the defensive backfield at safety with Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. I guess I looked at it and said, hey, Levi Wallace is going to re-sign with the Bills. You know, that's the one guy that they will figure out. Um, now I don't feel so confident about that as I take a look at the numbers. And, and you know, of course, right? We start to look at mock drafts. We're starting our Buffalo Bills mock draft Monday wrap up, right? Where you see what guys from across the country are doing in their mock drafts. And the first one will come out this week. Cornerback is going to be a popular pick for the Bills at number 25. I I think it has to be, right? For what they have in free agency, for what Levi Wallace will probably command, you can't assume that this is a guy that's coming back. So as I go through with draft prep, I'm going to end up spending more time looking at cornerbacks than I probably thought I was going to about two weeks ago before I heard that interview with Janiti at least. And that goes back to Bruce Nolan, right, who has been pounding the table for years for the Bills to draft a cornerback high. Now you might be saying, well, hey, what about Dane Jackson? Here's a guy that filled in admirably for the Bills, um, you know, since uh, Tredavious White went down with the injury. I get it. I totally get that. But I don't think you're going into this season of just saying like, yeah, we've got Tredavious White who's injured, right? And we hope is going to be back maybe August, right? But what is that going to look like? How much time is it going to take him to get ready? for the start of the regular season. You don't just come in and be like, yeah, okay, I'm cleared. Like, put me in game action. So you've got that. If Wallace is gone, you know, Dane Jackson could certainly be a starter opposite of Tredavious White. But this is a guy that was a seventh-round pick, just finished his second season. You you need you need more than than that. You need more than that. So... As you start to look at the draft, maybe it's not at pick 25, maybe it's a second round pick, but there's got to be some sort of low cost investment made at the cornerback position this year. And I think when you talk about that, right, like not that you're going in and similar to maybe what you would have said if you had like Wallace and White, 
right? You can look at things and say, okay, we can invest later picks on cornerback because we have these two starters in place. Dane Jackson could become a starter, but it's not a sure thing. And of course, with a pass-happy league, you're not just going to go into this season and just have those two guys as your outside cornerbacks on the roster. Again, talking about Tredavious White's you know, recovery, and he'll make a full recovery. That's not the question. Again, it's just if you're going to miss your off-season activities, if you're going to miss training most of training camp, if you're going to miss most of the preseason, right? you're not just rolling him out there week one and just being like, okay, the side is covered. You just can't. So it is, uh, it's going to be interesting, and it's something I hadn't really spent a whole lot of time thinking about, of course, because the season was going on. But now you're here, and I heard that interview with Janetti, and I just thought that would be a good topic because, um, you know, I mentioned before, you start talking about the draft, you look at mock drafts, it's a lot of fun. I like to get myself more familiar with players out there and what the experts are saying, who they think we should be looking at as fans so you have a, a good idea of, you know, what the what the options are out there, right? Who really are those first-round talents? But a lot of that is just familiarizing yourself with stuff until free agency comes about. Now, again, the Bills could could let Levi Wallace go and can take a look at another free agent that is out there and maybe think to themselves, okay, we can get someone at a a lower cost and see how that fits for us. We've certainly seen it in the past with guys like EJ Gaines, um, Kevin Johnson, um, Philip Gaines was another one, right, that, you know, they would look and look at these types of players and say to yourself, like, okay, is there someone that can, you know, be a suitable fill-in? I don't even throw Josh Norman into that because he was past his prime, was certainly the later stage of his career, granted, you know, still playing. But for me, it was just, yeah, I'm, I, you know, I, I, I'm not looking at that from a, from that kind of standpoint, right? Like, I, I guess I look at it and I think to myself, um, you know what I'm saying? Like a lower cost veteran that can come in and play, play cornerback. And I think at the end of the day, Norman's contract was like over $6 million. So, you know, and there's, there's some big names out there that will be unrestricted free agents, but just how much, you know, how old are these guys? How much are they going to ask for? I mean, there's, there's a lot out there that still needs to be, that still needs to be determined. Um, Yeah. So I'm kind of rambling with it just a little bit, but as you go through, that kind of hit me in the face a little bit. And if maybe it's the first time you're you're hearing this, um, you can go to SpotTrack.com and check it out. Trust me, I did not make this up myself. So anyway, I'm going to wrap things up for now. I'll be curious to get your thoughts on the Levi Wallace and kind of what he's going to command as an unrestricted free agent. You can hit me up on Twitter at Ant Marino in the comments section here at BuffaloRumblings.com. And if you haven't done so yet, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get all of our great content here. Make sure you do the same thing on the YouTube page and make sure you're checking out buffalorumblings.com each and every day. So listen, I'm going to get out of here. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'll talk to you soon. And as always, go Bills.